to the Arrow City Cash Chicago. If you're new to the program, welcome. You picked a great day to start listening. We've got two amazing Chicagoans to rewind the week with from Crane Chicago, Corley J, and Block Club Chicago's Maxwell Evans. It's Friday, September 9th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Y'all really are the best. I'm a big fan of both y'all work. I'm, I appreciate y'all making time. Um, I'll probably say that again, but I just really want y'all to know that. It's meaningful when you say it off the record or whatever. Right, so. right. <laughs> Good morning, Corley. Good morning, Maxwell. Welcome back to the show. I appreciate y'all being here. Good morning, Jacoby. And thanks for having me on as well. Glad to be back. We, we've been showing a lot of neighborhood love recently, right? Chicago has 77 community areas, 200 to 300 different neighborhoods. Uh, so I want to check in with y'all. Corley, where are you calling from this morning? And when people stop by your neighborhood, what's a place they got to check in with? Yeah, for sure. I'm calling from West Pullman. I actually moved to West Pullman a couple years ago, and people definitely have to check out the Pullman National Monument, of course. Uh, that's not in West Pullman. It's in Pullman, but... Close enough. (laughs) We got to uh, stop by and do an episode right when they were first opening up. I think Mm. Lee Bay has a great article about uh, the community, about the Pullman National Monument. Uh, It really is a sight to take in. Uh, Max, where are you calling in from this morning? And what's the spot people got to check out when they're in your hood? I'm calling from uh, my brand new apartment in South Shore. I actually just moved uh, last week. So I've been getting settled this whole time. Uh, Hey, good for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been in South Shore for three years. I definitely want to stick around and and hopefully after moving every year for those three years can stay in this one for a little longer because moving is terrible. It <laughs> <But> is. <laughs> I didn't want to rain on the parade by bringing up the, the bad parts, but moving is the worst. And I just keep buying more books. So the move gets harder and heavy, harder and harder. so heavy when you have books. So I have heavy. a big bookshelf behind me, like uh, mm-hmm. miserable, but I'm here to stay. Hopefully don't have to move for a few years at least. Um, right. and for people, if you're not familiar with South Shore, um, uh, please check out the South Shore Nature Sanctuary. Uh, for, for the last three years, it's been my source of peace. It's natural beauty. It's uh, uh, quiet. So maybe I shouldn't be telling people to come and like uh, charge on it or anything. <laughs> but uh, such a wonderful spot. Best skyline view in the city. Hey, we want people over there in the nature sanctuary taking care of it, representing it, protecting it, uh, making sure that it's here for for another uh, two decades. Because mm. over those last three years that it's been your source of peace, it's also constantly under threat from development, potential golf courses uh, and the likes. And so shout out to the South Shore Nature Sanctuary, all the people who support it, visit it, take care of that land. Uh, and also shout out to the Pullman National Monument. Mm. Uh, it, both are beautiful spaces that I hope people um, just take a moment and visit. Corley, I want to come over to you. What's a story that you've been working on following this week that you want to put CityCast listeners on? For sure. This uh, possibility of Chicago Bears getting two NFL, I'm sorry, Chicago getting two NFL teams. So you know that Lightfoot hinted at this after <laughs> after the Bears got the agreement signed with to buy Arlington Park. It was a $197 million deal. And so she, she hinted that a lot of cities have two NFL teams. But uh, so I talked to some experts. I talked to a, a sports consultant 
and I talked to an economist at U Chicago, and they said that it's really not likely, <laughs> even though one was less pessimistic than the other. But basically, they said that uh, teams. NFL teams don't leave an uncertain situation for a worse one. And any team yeah. that has moved to a city, they had a stadium built up for the from the ground for them. Something that Chicago obviously isn't willing to do, or else the Bears the Bears wouldn't be leaving. I also learned a lot of history with like Chicago having two NFL teams in the past when they used to play at Wrigley, the Chicago Cardinals. And you got did you guys see the renderings? There were jokes. I, I did see the renderings this week. <laughs> there were jokes about it. So like it was like goodbye the uh, spaceship. You know, people say so to feel like like a spaceship and hello mm-hmm. bar of soap because the new <laughs> stadium is said to look like a bar of soap, which is interesting. It is. And and when I look at the district and I'm listening, it's so many different stories going on with the Bears right now. Uh, you know, we're taping this on Thursday uh, for Friday and the season starts on Sunday. People listening Friday that have had a meeting last night to, to look at the Arlington Heights plans. But when we look at the Bears potential move to Arlington Heights, uh, multiple stories have come out this week, really from both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. One from a why would the Bears do this? And some of those points are pretty straight up, right? Mm-hmm. More ownership, making money off of naming rights, uh, being able to use a dome that allows people to feel maybe more comfortable during the winter. Uh, it might be more accessible to transit and to, to parking. And the state of Soldier Field right now, uh, you know, we can't sugarcoat it. People say the grass suck. Uh, mm-hmm. It causes traffic. The closest CTA stop is Roosevelt. So people got to walk about 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. And it's the smallest stadium in, in the, the NFL, NFL yeah. by about 2000 seats. Yeah. They move out to Arlington Heights. The likelihood that people, you know, who are already having a difficult time getting the Bears games are going to travel out to the northwest side uh, is unlikely. The, the, the sort of accessibility to the city seems to be lost. Where do y'all fall in that, Corley, as a a Bears fan? Man, it's really tough because I don't want to see them leave leave the city, but also I don't want to pay for that. Like, you know, we're still paying for the 2003 renovations of Soldier Field until 2032. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not mad if they leave and uh, we can see public public space for uh, Soldier Field, public uses, like more concerts or whatever, you know, make it a more public open space. And that's exciting to see. So I'm really torn about it because I don't want to travel that far to see my Bears play. But I think that it could be beneficial for the city at the end of the day if they leave. <laughs> I've been to a few new stadiums, most recently Minnesota's. And, and it was during, uh, uh, it was like February. They were hosting the Super Bowl. And it was, I'm talking one of the coldest times of my life I, I, oh my god my lips split but when i was in the stadium that joint felt good uh, like right, the heat right. was on hoodie was on i was chilling inside and so just experiencing a super bowl in the midwest during the height of the winter mm-hmm. was pretty crazy and like you i don't really want to go out to arlington heights but the idea of comfortable watching the game. Mm-hmm. And I know people going to talk, Kobe, y'all, you ain't real Chicago football, weather football. This. Bro, <laughs> right, I ain't got right. adrenaline running through my body like them mugs down on the field. Exactly. I'm hell, right. boy. The mayor put out those three renderings, but, you know, a potential dome, a potential preparation for a dome, or just expanding the others. And so I, and so I wonder, Max, you know, what's, what's your perspective? You write about the southeast side um, a lot, you know, 
but you also you you know you you from Michigan, so you might you probably mess with the Lions more than the oh, Bears. I mean, I had to cash in my Lions card when I was like ten. I, I think <laughs> even as a little kid, I was like, "This team is a joke. I can't do it." I'm a Seahawks fan. Hey, y'all now, are so. hard knocks. He said, I, "I can't do this no more. I can't do this no more." But but your perspective on this potential move from the state of Soldiers Field to the Arlington Heights renderings to even you know entertaining two teams, wh- mm-hmm. how are you feeling about it? Really, the, the, it's disgusting to me the way that these teams uh, demand, demand, demand public funding for every aspect of their business and mm-hmm. the benefit that they provide. Like, what, what's point. the actual benefit? Great There's point. expensive beers and food in the stadium. There's expensive parking exactly. in the stadium. Like, what is the public benefit get, outside of that? You get no slack anywhere. Like, you know, we don't get no discounts as being Chicagoans to come to Soda Field, yeah. come to the games. You don't get none of that. You talk about accessibility. Like, think about what uh, the however many millions of dollars would go into a field. What sort of accessibility improvements throughout the city in places that need it? That people aren't just football fans. Like, people trying to live their day-to-day lives. I mean, I, I'm a CTA user all the time. Like what mm-hmm. sort of money going into CTA could improve services, could improve accessibility and transit. And the, the biggest point is that they want to leave. They want to leave. <laughs> Let them leave. <laughs> Why are y'all trying to fight for somebody that don't want to be there? And so, Max, what was the story that you want CityCast listeners to be following and paying attention to? They're both woodlawn stories and they're both small business stories. So um, first off, I'll start off with the Let's Eat to Live restaurant, which opened um, recently in West Woodlawn on on 67th Street. Uh, They Mm -hmm. offer uh, a wide array of of delicious meals like Red Snapper, uh, vegetable linguine, mustard greens, all sorts of delicious meals. I mean, it's a sit-down restaurant at uh, near 67th and St. Lawrence, which uh, doesn't have a whole lot of options for that kind of dining. So with their recent opening, um, I got to, to have a little taste of that as well, in addition to my interview. And uh, when I say a the little taste- The perks of the job, right? right. The, perks, the perks of the gig. Can a I pull perk. up on you and write a story about you? And, and you know, maybe a little taste test, maybe a little something, something. On, you know, I'm leaving here with something. And didn't even have to ask. Like, I didn't even have to pull the, the full Denzel and say, I'm leaving you with something. I just got offered that. They didn't just get a yeah. story out of me. They got a customer as well. In addition to this fire menu, why is this place so important to the community? I know that they're linked up with, with some, some spots right down the street. Yeah, so uh, the owner is Carmela Kokmard Muhammad, and, and she mentioned that this is kind of a collaboration, uh, not the restaurant necessarily, but but building up West Woodlawn and providing services to, to, to neighbors in the area. So they're located right next to the Salam Community Wellness Center. There also is a community garden started by Gregory Bratton, who's this master gardener around South Chicago and throughout the whole South Side. So this is really like a block between uh, on 67th between St. Lawrence and Champlain that is really trying to develop something for the community. I've followed so many of your stories about the fear people have in this community of being displaced, uh, of being forgotten as these bigger developments come to the area. Um, And so it's really cool to see that these small businesses are popping up, not simply to extract wealth from the community, but, but to help sustain it with these partnerships. Yeah, and just a, that's a, a little taste of the other story I wanted to mention is the uh, uh, there's a Black Wall Street Festival going on this weekend. Yeah. Kind of the same idea uh, as Woodlawn is facing a lot of changes, a, a lot of concerns with the Obama Presidential Center being built. 
Uh, this Black Wall Street Festival is trying to get a bunch of local entrepreneurs together. And again, it's good to see not only this festival, but this restaurant in West Woodlawn. Uh, I'm pulling up on both. I'm gonna be real with you. I, I gotta I gotta try this menu. Corley, what is your underhype story? What's another story you wanna make sure CityCast Chicago is hip to this week? Yeah, for sure. So this is a climate change story. This is this story is really important because the US Department of Energy awarded twenty five million to Chicago for the uh, community's research on climate and urban science. So basically they teamed up with different historically black and minority serving colleges like Chicago State, City College of Chicago, University of Chicago to assist in collecting data about climate change and to see how it's going to like impact life at the neighborhood level in hopes to get other people to do similar work and use the data to kind of make change, whether that's like build solar panels and change the environment that's going to happen around them. Is it going to look at everything from air pollution to how rising lake levels exactly. and like the erosion of the coast will impact? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really mean, interesting. I know Sydney in our newsletter covered that the Midwest and what heat waves could look like in our lifetime. Um, could We could be seeing 125 days in this area as, at, at a point not too far in the future. Of course, it's going to affect us uh, nationally, but yeah. this is affecting you here now where you're at, you know? <laughs> uh, Max, what's that story you want to make sure it doesn't fall by the wayside and get some shine this week? One that I'd really like to bring up is this idea to uh, um, improve uh, uh, traffic safety on the south side. There's this Vision Zero citywide plan. Um, and the, the, the current stage right now is on the south side. Um, I attended a meeting last week about Garfield Boulevard and how people realize there's all sorts of uh, high speeds going on in this highway-like boulevard. Uh, it feels unsafe for people to bike or walk on. It's, ugh, it is hairy over there. All these neighbors coming together to try and think of ways to improve safety on, on Garfield, especially. I personally, before this Vision Zero meeting, I was not aware that this was a focus area, that this was possibly in line for things like pedestrian islands when you're crossing the, uh, the busy boulevard or bump outs uh, near bus stops or in other areas where pedestrians can congregate more and not have to worry about being so close to the street if you're packed in. So I just really wanted to, to highlight the idea that this very busy, very important route through our communities is potentially in line for some safety upgrades. Over the last three years, I've switched out the car and become a cyclist. And mm. I am excited to see that more people are becoming conscientious. I don't agree with all of the six mile per hour cameras everywhere, how they proliferate the South and West side, but I, but I do understand and I listened during that debate uh, mm -hmm. how important those measures are for people. We we talk about this $100 million investment that the city says is gonna be putting into these safety initiatives over the next five years. Is there a way to track how much of that flows into places like South Shore and along Garfield Boulevard? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I think you just gave me a story idea because that would be great to explore. Uh, obviously, like I said, this is a south side planning process right now. Um, there were previous plans through Vision Zero for uh, the west side that were completed as well as downtown. Mm -hmm. And so the focus really is on the on the south side right now. Uh, Corley, Max, thank you all for those uh, stories. We want to make sure people are paying attention to this week. Uh, every single episode, we like to leave our, our listeners with with some good news to get them through a little moment of joy. Uh, but, you know, we got to sing it. So we're going to give the people some good news to get them through the weekend, a moment of joy, an event, a story that you read this week that that warmed your heart. Corley, what's your some good news to get the people through the weekend? 
my good news is that the Bears kick off the season on Sunday. Right. <laughs> Started with the, the top story is some disappointment about what's going on, <laughs> but also, hey, they finna be back on the field. Right, right. Yesterday. I'm excited about that. I got to attend the first preseason game, and we won all the preseason games. Mm-hmm. Three okay, Jacoby, don't try to bring us down. <laughs> hey, come on. We covered it this week with the homies from 79th and Hallis. I, I saw, I saw <laughs> the games. Hey, Corley, when I saw you at the picnic last week, we talked a little bit about the Bears and it's just so very clear between you and your partner that y'all is like fans fans I can see it on y'all face like <laughs> for a lot of slight primer for disappointment at some point like how, how big was that in like growing up for you in the city oh it was really big like watching the games on Sundays with my, my great-grandparents with my, my granddaddy and everything it was it was big like I love going mm-hmm. over there um, with my with my pops and watching the game on Sundays and we just like have a beer and it was like rooting for me even if we know you know it's not looking good we still you know loyal you know forever like I love beers hey. and I would definitely make that drive to Arlington Heights at least once if they move. Because I'm dedicated. But our conversation <laughs> with 79th and Hallis, I, I was telling him Sports Illustrated said they're gonna go three and fourteen. Mm. He said they're gonna go seven and ten. What you thinking? Uh, What's gonna be the record before we end this? Some good news or some some heartbreaking <laughs> news? What do you think? What, what do you think that record gonna be? Well, what what did they say? They said seven and ten. Yeah, 79th and Hallis. My boy Scott said seven and ten. What are you thinking? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten and seven. You were fan, fan. I'm going to say dog. 10 and 7, yeah. Fan, fan. 10 and 7. No yep. follow up questions. I'm keeping that recording and I'm going I'm to I'm have him at, like just splice it out so I can sit it to you on a loop, my G. 10 and 7. Oh, you a fan, fan. Max, what's your some good news to get the people to? I can't even move on. She said 10 and 7, y'all. Yeah. Max, what's your some good news for the people this week? I mean, my 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 friend of mine has been moving into this apartment, like I said, uh, still in South Shore. And I think as I've moved to, to now three different apartments in the neighborhood, every single time as I'm getting to know people uh, in my immediate vicinity, my immediate neighbors, always so welcoming. Like, it's really a place where I feel like I can I can be myself and have that be accepted by wherever I go. And uh, South Shore obviously has a lot of issues. There's a lot of disinvestment. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of other crime that, that can... I mean, that traumatizes people. That really weighs on on me as a, a relatively new transplant. I'm sure that weighs on the, the lifelong and longtime residents even more. But really, what, what, what draws me to this neighborhood is just the sense of community. Like, I have not experienced a neighborhood where I can go and have people compliment me, be friendly with me, and just open with me in the way that I want to be open with people the way that I have in South Shore. So, like... Uh, my positive news dope. is remaining in this neighborhood. And like I said, hopefully for a very, very long time. So, yeah, shout out to South Shore and the sense of community out here. Oh, that that was beautiful. I love that. It really is. Hey, I appreciate all the work you do uh, to drive attention to the South, the South side, the Southeast side, the good, bad and everything in between. Max, really appreciate the work you do, man. Thanks for that. Those, those yeah. nice words. I got one more event for the people before we let them go today uh, to kind of wrap up, wrap up this some good news. And I ain't going far. We at the 79th Street Renaissance Festival on 79th and Racine this weekend. Um, I mean, they're going to have food. They're going to have uh, carnival rides, a petting zoo. And this year, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, two hip-hop legends, are going to be out there. I'm, tr- I'm going to try my best to stop uh, through on September 10th, the 79th Street Renaissance Festival. Get over to Gresham if you can. 
shout out to Corley J, a general assignment reporter for Crane Chicago Business, and from Block Club Chicago, reporter Maxwell Evans. Thank y'all for making time for CityCast Chicago. Yeah, it's always a wonder to come on, so thanks for having me on. Thank you. Before I let you go, I gotta give a huge shout out to the people who make CityCast Chicago possible. That's lead producer Carrie Shepard, producer Simone Alisea, newsletter writer Sydney Madden, the people who make the music, Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop, all the kimonos, and my boy Sam Thousand. Uh, if you want to see me perform live, I'll be at Printer's Row Lit Fest at 2 o'clock on Sunday to celebrate the Moth's 25th anniversary. If you're going to be in the building, feel free to come up and say hi. I want to give a huge shout out to Jen and Maggie, some CityCast listeners who stopped by to say what's up at the Chicago Game Show earlier this week. Uh, feel free to pass us on to your friends, your homies. Uh, and if you share this with all of your friends, uh, you know, make some new friends and put them on CityCast Chicago. Peace. And for no other reason than I can't help it, honestly, probably every 30 to 45 minutes, I'm like literally walking through my house singing daily tasks, like about to light the candle, turning on a record player, opening <laughs> my computer, dang the battery's dead. <laughs>